Wait. Um, another one. Uh, the other one is the MIA. Uh, you got a book coming out called MIA. First of all, tell us what what does what does MIA stand for? So MIA stands for Men in Abuse. So this. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You're gonna slow it down. Okay. You're gonna slow the record down. This is a slow jam part of the party. Okay. Slowing it down, bro. Okay. That off the rip, there's like, huh? To some people, um, what you mean, men in abuse? <laughs> you know, um, you can't just go pat, can't go fast on that. Um, what do you say to people who don't accept that that's that's a thing that that could be a common problem? Uh, that's why I'm writing the book to bring awareness to that because unfortunately society has painted a picture that women are victims of abuse and men are the perpetrators. And while of course we know that's true mm -hmm. and I don't mean to downplay or underplay that, but there's been a thousand books written to that. There's a thousand resources for women in those situations for men. There are very few, um, hardly no books written about it. Very few resources for men, and men are the victims far more than people would imagine or believe. Unfortunately, because of the um, societal constructs, of men, what manhood is, of what manhood is, we are taught to be strong. You don't complain. You don't cry about it. You suck it up. You're a man. So often, what happens is when men are being abused, they suffer in silence because they don't want to be looked at as weak, not manly. So when they are being abused. Um, I've, boy, I've read stories of men who've committed suicide and left notes behind because of the shame of embarrassment. They didn't want to come out, so they, they've killed themselves. Um, there are men who I've been inter interviewing for my book who one gentleman told me a story how he went to sleep and he woke up being stabbed um, hmm. by his living girlfriend and almost died. Um, so men are abused all the time. And some of the, the stats will show you that, um, um, I heard someone say this, that women hit more often, but men hit harder, mm. right? So we don't think about it, but women will often get angry and slap you mm. or punch you or spit on you or kick you or push you. This is abuse. So if she slaps you, but you slap her, she's more likely to go report that to the police, more likely to have been bruised by that. Yeah. When men will take the slap and go, girl, what are you doing? Why would you hit me? What's wrong with you? But we don't tend to report it. Hmm. Um, so, again, I think, you know, we said it, that's some societal. What are some, some that's some cultural society things uh, that has led men to um, not, not talk about how, not, not to express how they feel. Um, and, you know, I've always said, you know, men are, Men can be just as emotional as women because you look at the people at a football game. <laughs> right. Just men dressed up and right, painting right, and right, yelling right, and screaming. Right. right. On Monday morning, they go to the plant and their whole day is wrecked because the Lions lost. Right. Like, that's the most. <laughs> right. We just, and, and we, we, we're allowed to express it in that way when, when our, our, our team was lost. But um, when, you know, you're in a domestic situation, that that's, we can't do that now. We ain't finna mm -mm, tell nobody about all of that, and so what? What do you? What would you say to to me, a man that's in that situation? Not that he's not physically stronger than a woman and can and can debo her. That ain't. The, that's not the point. 
from what I understand, a man who's suffering abuse because he can do that. But as a man, he he ain't trying to do that to her. You know what I'm saying? You, you know how did how do you what do you say to somebody like that? You know, it's not again. It's not about that he can't physically handle her. He ain't trying to do that. That's not that's not what he's trying to do. But he, at the same time, you don't want to get keep taking the either physical or verbal abuse. So yeah, and let me back up a little bit here. So when we talk about abuse. Um, there's different forms. My book is focusing on three primarily: mm-hmm. um, physical abuse, verbal abuse, and emotional abuse. Mm-hmm. Okay, so men are often the victims of emotional abuse and verbal abuse. Women cussing, yelling, calling names, doing emotionally abusive behavior. Um, often, what happens to answer your question more directly? Um, I think men should report, mm. and they should set boundaries. Because one thing, and, and I guess we'll talk about that. So often men don't set boundaries. And once you set healthy boundaries, you don't allow yourself to be put in those situations. Or you remove yourself from those situations. Um, you need to leave abuses, abusive relationships and not stay in them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a lot of this stems from, and I need to say this, right? I think it starts with parents, with their children. And I think they only do half of the job that they need to be doing. Mm. So often parents will see, for example, a brother and sister fighting, pushing. They'll look at the son and go, don't you ever put your hands on your sister. Mm-hmm. You don't hit girls. You hear, you understand me? Gentlemen, young men, do not hit women. Mm-hmm. So when you grow up, you don't hit women. You're a gentleman. You're a man. You don't do that. Don't you ever put your hands on your sister. The part they don't do and where they're missing is they don't tell the daughter, don't you get in your brother's face. Don't you call him names. Don't you yell at him. Don't put your hands in his face. And you don't put your hands on your brother mm-hmm. or any young man or any man as you grow up. They tend not to do that. So what happens, young men grow up with this uh, ideal that we don't hit women. But women don't grow up with the idea that I don't get to do what I want to you because mm-hmm. with their brothers they did, with young men they did, with their cousins they did. So now as adults, they're still yelling at men, putting their fingers in their face, challenging men, but yeah. we don't do anything because we were taught not to. Mm-hmm. When the truth is they should have been taught not to do that as well. Right. You know, uh, some men don't have a, the tolerance of others. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they just don't, whether they was taught that or not. That's what I'm saying. Some, some people, listen. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you run into a guy whose parents didn't teach him that. Or they might have taught him, but his tolerance ain't blank, exactly. ain't beat, and he ain't got a lot of tolerance for that now. Exactly. <laughs> it, no, absolutely true. And so I think, though, on both sides of that, teach the young boys you don't do this, but you also have to teach the young girls you don't do this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how about we just, you know, put your hands on nobody? Like, no, absolutely. <laughs> you know no, I mean, absolutely. And and of course, the the end of that answer is, of course, we shouldn't put our hands on anybody. Yeah, uh, men shouldn't be putting their hands on men. And people say, well, wait a minute, you're a martial artist. You teach people how to do this. This is true. But one of my favorite sayings, it's an old Zen principle uh-huh. here, where a, a Zen student asked the master, he said, Master, how is it that you preach peace, but yet you teach me how to kill people but yet you teach peace and you talk peace <laughs> it's a contradiction no it ain't I'll go ahead i know what you, i know what you're gonna say but the master told him i would rather be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war yeah okay and so as a martial artist just to kind of bounce back on that that's what I believe, taught my students. I don't believe in fighting. I don't believe in violence. But I would rather be a warrior in a garden 
than a gardener in a war. Yeah, I'd rather have a gun in a garden than be in the war with a with a with, with a rake. <laughs> right, exactly. No, exactly. Same principle. So just saying that to say people shouldn't be violent, shouldn't hit on each other. But I think when it comes to dynamics of men and women, it's sad that men suffer in silence. They are abused emotionally, physically, verbally, and society tends to downplay it because they're men. And society will tell you to man up. What are you doing? She's just a woman. What are you allowing that for? No. We have feelings. We have emotions. Men can be scarred. And we pretend like we're not often. But we are victims just like women are. And I don't want to have anybody think I'm downplaying the fact that women are are victims because I'm not. There's enough attention brought to that. There's not enough brought to the fact that men are victims of abuse. Yeah, you know, that's that's um, that's that's not a popular thing. To, to even have that discussion um but it, it does it does ring true you know uh especially if a woman has your heart and she just you know whatever you know what i'm saying she she cussing you out and calling you all kinds of names and emasculating all that kind of stuff um you know a, a man who doesn't know how to cope with that he gonna bash her head in eventually <laughs> you know and that's what it, that's uh, i'm not saying that all abuses because of women women do that but i've seen some women cuss some men out and completely emasculate them in front of somebody and he hauled off and, and backhanded that he was wrong but he he's been reduced to nothing so if, if i'm nothing at this point what i got to lose <laughs> right and, and my advice to men in those circumstances that's what i mean about the boundaries yeah, right? yeah we have to set boundaries and i would remove myself from that situation and i think there's there's good cause to leave a relationship that is abusive um you know, and let me just, for transparency's sake, you know, the reason I'm writing the book, because I lived through an abusive marriage. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I was severely abused emotionally, not physically, mm-hmm. verbally, emotionally. Um, and as a result of it, I saw what was happening around me with other people. Mm-hmm. Didn't understand it. Yeah. Um, that, dude, you're a martial art guy. You're a big guy. How do you, how do you go through abuse? Mm-hmm. My answer to that is always, it's the, the story of the frog in the cool water, Right. You put them in a cool pot of water, it's comfortable. Slowly it turns up, slowly. Before you know, the frog's cooking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you just put him in hot water, he's going to jump out. Right. So most abusive relationships don't start off abusive. Yeah. And you just find yourself, wake up one day, and you're in it. Because I remember, I'll never forget the first day a therapist told me, she looked at me and said, you are the victim of abuse. And I kind of was like, what, me? What are you talking about? You have all the signs. You, you are symptomatic of an abused spouse. And I'm like, how? What are you talking about? And as she went down the line showing me where that was, I was like, oh, my God. I never thought of it. As a man, we don't think that way. Mm-hmm. And it, was, it did something to me, the fact that I'm symptomatic of abuse. I've been abused. Mm. Um, and eventually diagnosed with PTSD as a result of the abuse. Mm. Um, you know, th- that's for a man, that's a serious thing to have to come to terms with. Mm-hmm. And that was what inspired the book. Mm, that's what's up, man. Um, that definitely is a trailblazing topic. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely is. Uh, you know, some men might want to, might, might read it and be like, let me go read this in silence. Uh, but as long as they get it, read it, get something out of it, obviously, I'm sure therapy is involved in something like that. Oh, absolutely. To help. Um, and I encourage every 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 person alive that's an adult, you probably need to go to therapy or talk to somebody probably at least so. minimum once a month. <laughs> you know what? And let me say this too, because w- when you see people who are 
abusers. Uh-huh. It's probably because they were abused somewhere. Yeah. And so they need to be in therapy, uh-huh. um, which is why they're abusing. Uh-huh. Um, when people are being abused and subject themselves to long-term abuse, that's something wrong with that too. Yeah. Um, and as I'm writing, I was writing on one of the chapters in my book that I'm working on this, that there is a cycle of dysfunction that happens, but that dysfunction becomes normal. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's toxic, it's dysfunctional, but it becomes your norm. Right. And so even though it's bad, you're used to it. This is your life. Yeah. And to remove yourself from that is almost like a, a drug addict who we know drugs is wrong. But you go through the withdrawals because you still miss the relationship. Yeah. And it's not until you get far away from it and then you go, wow, mm-hmm. I was a drug addict and I'm clean now. Or in this case, wow, I was being abused. I'm free now. But in that interim, it's very tough. Yeah. Uh, so, and that, that reminds me of a show I did with uh, 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 Dr. Eddie, Eddie Williams um, uh, where he, he's, a, uh, he's a psychologist, therapist. I forgot what it's a doctor's in. I think it's one of those. And we were talking about raising. Uh, my next show I'm going to do with him is raising black boys, boys in general, but specifically black boys uh, with single moms. And sometimes that's uh, a tough one. It is. Uh, and sometimes with sometimes with uh, what's, what's it? Uh, and sometimes with um, young uh, a woman having young boys, their form of discipline is yelling and screaming. It's the emas- emasculation. Yeah, and they don't understand that that's emasculation and you yelling and screaming and yelling. Again, first of all, yelling and screaming is not discipline. You may get him to do what you want to do, but you haven't changed his mind. He just did it to keep you from yelling and acting a fool and acting crazy and being super emotional. And um, and so then, you know, those boys grow up and guess what kind of woman they want? Woman yelling and screaming and being all crazy and being neurotic. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know, again, not until becoming an adult myself and dealing with a lot of those issues, that was probably me. Mm-hmm. Uh, a mother who yelled, cussed, screamed, was very aggressive, uh, very masculine traits. And then you end up marrying someone yelling loud, abusive, masculine traits. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to save that. That show <laughs> for Eddie ex- Williams. He's probably more the expert on that. Doctor Eddie was. Oh yeah, he is. <laughs> but yeah. you know, unfortunately, most his doctorate was specific. Is I believe is is uh, dissertation was specifically in raising black men and men black black men and boys in therapy. It, it, it that is what it was in. What it was in. So I I I'll have him on next week. So uh, that's gonna be if you want to come to that show. You can come on into that show. Uh, Eddie's a young brother out of Kalamazoo. Doctor, excuse me, doctor. <laughs> you know, it's crazy because it, you could probably find so many um, uh, black men right now who that was their upbringing, yeah. unfortunately. Yep. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and you're right. I think a lot of, I remember as a child seeing some things um, that I thought were absolutely horrible. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget one of my childhood friends. We live in the same neighborhood being at his house, his siblings were there, and his mother coming home because I think somebody left the sugar open. Just left the bag open, didn't close the sugar bag. And she hit the ceiling, and she slung the whole bag around the kitchen, dumped the sugar all over the stove, all over the floors. And as she was doing it, she was cussing and screaming. And she looked at my friend, and she slapped him in his face, and she said, you remind me of your damn daddy. You look just like him. And she slapped him in his face. I was like, wow. 
I remember seeing that. I felt so bad for him. He couldn't help yeah. what he looked like. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> but I guess it reminded her of the dude she hated, which yeah. is his father. So I, I remember seeing lots of that growing up in, in the neighborhood where you had all these young black kids being raised by their mothers uh-huh. and not a lot of fathers. Yeah. Yep, that, that's a whole other subject, too. That's a whole other subject. <laughs> but I'm not going to keep you longer. Uh, this has been Montes Peterson. Uh, when those books drop, Montes, I'll have you back on. I'll definitely uh, spread the word about those books and where people can get them. I was going to say, and let's not forget, I do already have a published book. Okay. Uh, Finding the Path to God, which you can find on Amazon or any streaming, or, or Amazon or um not streaming. What do I mean to say here? Emma, uh, you mean uh, Kindle. Kindle. You can download, yeah. but it's it's all over the internet. It's everywhere. Finding the path to God is already a book I have um, published. So okay, all right. This has been another show of the Golden Experience, and oh, we the subject matter, the last subject matter. We're gonna really blow that up. And um, uh, thank you all for watching, and God bless you. Mm-hmm.